Hi, I'm Sam Hawley. This is ABC News Daily. Did you know koalas were listed as endangered in Queensland, New South Wales and the ACT this year? The iconic Australian marsupial is on the slide towards extinction and could be all gone from the wild on the East Coast in less than 30 years. Today, background briefing reporter Rachel Brown on the multiple threats facing koalas and the political infighting that's hindering efforts to protect them. Rachel Brown, when we think about 2019 and those awful bushfires, the devastating Mm. fires of, of that year in 2020, one of the most awful things that we saw was the death of wildlife. It was just so confronting, wasn't it? Australia's bushfires have devastated that country's wildlife and their habitat. It was news across the world, of course. The staggering toll we've been reporting on here, now an estimated billion animals lost. Absolutely. And Stuart Blanche, who I spoke to, he's a wildlife conservationist and a campaigner with World Wildlife Fund Australia. He didn't live far from one of the fire fronts. It was his job to talk to the international press. And he told me that after doing live cross after live cross after live cross and just repeating the scale of the death and the destruction, he broke down during Mm. one of them. Yeah, I broke down a bit. He just couldn't, he just couldn't talk Mm. anymore. I had to stop and it was getting on top of me. The footage and the audio of the fires burning our forests and killing koalas, you couldn't escape it. It was this level of destruction that actually brought into focus an issue that had been bubbling away for years, dwindling koala numbers, but the, the fires brought them forefront on people's televisions and on radios and internationally. I think if you didn't get emotional after those fires, you weren't listening. That drew attention to something that perhaps needed attention earlier, that koala numbers were dwindling and if something didn't change, parts of Australia might lose them forever. Mm, Rachel, what are the numbers? This is the weird bit, Sam. Mm. Like, we don't actually have proper numbers. Like, no good stats are kept. Various groups do their own work on it. Um, Stuart Blanche, who I just mentioned, said there might be forty to 50,000 in Queensland, maybe 20,000 in New South Wales, but no official kind of database is kept. One of the more interesting figures that I found is the rate of decline. The decline looks like it's been 50% in the last 20 years, and that's looked to continue in the coming 20 years. The Mm. prediction is that if we continue on this path, the koalas, wild koalas, will be extinct by 2050. Mm, That's really sobering to hear. But the decline of the koalas, it started before the fires, before those devastating fires. So there must be much more to it. Yeah, sadly for them, there's a myriad of enemies. Mm. Climate change is the big one. There's floods. A lot were lost, for example, in Lismore that I visited. A lot of koalas were swept away that were in younger, lower trees. Mm. So floods is another one. Car strike is a big Mm. problem. Dog attacks. But one that people probably haven't heard of as much is chlamydia. 
people I've spoken to said they think it was imported in cattle when settlers came over to Australia. Mm. So, yeah, that was a problem that was passed on to koalas. Now, to understand this, I visited a vet clinic in New South Wales, Friends of the Koala. So this is a guy who's a bit of a repeat offender for chlamydia. While I was there, one of the vets there, Jodie Wakeman, was doing an operation on a koala that was on lying on a gurney. She was tending to its eye and she was mid-operation and she explained to me that it seemed like it had scar tissue underneath one of its eyelids so it couldn't close its eye properly. What's happening now is that when he blinks, he doesn't properly cover the clear part of the eye, which is the cornea, and so it's going to make him much more susceptible to injury and infection into that eye again. Eye problems are common in koalas that have chlamydia. Mm. I think normally, I mean, males can get it as well, but females, they see, I don't know, 70% of the female koalas they see at that clinic have chlamydia. And most of those, unfortunately, have to be euthanised because they're too sick and they've been sick for too long. At that clinic, I think they see about 350 koalas a year. Mm. And of those, only 5% survive. So many threats they face, koalas, you know, fire, flood, car strike, dogs, chlamydia. It's a huge list. And that's not all of them. The other huge one is loss of habitat. And I'm talking about land clearing, not just through logging, but that's a massive one, but also clearing for, you know, agriculture, farmland, residential developments. One estimate I read that we're cutting down something like 100,000 trees a day. Surely governments can help there. I mean, surely we can do things to save the koala's habitat, right? We can. And certain states are developing koala strategies. Queensland has one, New South Wales has one. I'll talk about the New South Wales one. So that's a $193 million strategy over five years to hopefully double koala numbers by 2050. Mm -hmm. But as I mentioned to you before, we don't know what the numbers are. So how do we know what doubling it will be? It is very political and there are detractors who say that it doesn't combat the main threats to valuable, high-quality koala habitat. Okay, hang on. Why are koalas and their habitat political? (laughs) Well, let me use the New South Wales Coalition Government as an example Mm -hmm. here. You might remember something that became known as the Koala Wars. The fracture in the coalition is fast becoming a chasm. It threatened to tear the coalition apart in 2020 when Gladys Berejiklian was Premier. Mm -hmm. What was happening then? The Liberal Party, it updated a habitat protection policy that it had. It wanted to update the state environment planning policy. Effectively, it would protect more koala habitat, as I understand it. But the Nationals wouldn't support it, saying it went too far and placed too many restrictions on farmers in terms of land clearing. They called it a lot of green tape, that farmers should have to take into account koala habitat. And, and of course, the farmers are who the Nats represent. Mm. So then the National Party member and former Deputy Premier, John Barillaro, he threatened to quit the coalition and move the Nationals to the crossbench. People think of these are idle threats. I can promise you, you know, I've got resignations in my hand of, 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 uh, of National Party MPs that are prepared to sit on the crossbench. Sounds pretty extreme. I yeah, mean, and it worked. He succeeded. The Premier agreed to water down the bill, mm. but it had fewer protections for koalas, according to Catherine Cusack, a Liberal MP, who crossed the floor to vote against it. She said that the bill, as she saw it, had fewer protections for koalas than the existing 1994 legislation, mm. but that came at the cost of her job. 
You know, mm. she was sacked as parliamentary secretary. She's still a member of the Liberal Party, but she's flagged that she'll be leaving in August. Mm. She told me I did an interview with her. She said she'd never have thought that her political career would be damaged by sticking up for koalas. Mm. And what does she have to say about the government's policy now? Well, I spoke to her quickly. She was on the way as she was rushing into question time and she did mm. not mince her words. I would call it lipstick on a pig, to be honest. We have a policy in New South Wales called doubling koalas by 2050. It is the absolute big lie politics at work in terms of describing our koala policies. She says money will be given to private landowners to protect koala habitat over 7,000 hectares. But she says we've got these large areas of valuable koala habitat on public land that should be protected. But on that, the strategy is silent because a lot of that land, she says, is being logged. Mm. You know, koala trees are being cut down to, and turned into power poles and wooden pallets. This is tragedy. We are subsidising the timber industry to the tune of, I mean, I would estimate at least $100 million. And I saw more funding in the budget for logging today. The whole world wants us to save koalas. And if we can't even save koalas, where does that leave everything else? There are a lot of people that agree with her that say, you know, logging needs to be looked at. There are some people that say that more money should go into, you know, transitioning the timber industry, you know, and helping workers move on to other jobs. I put this question to the New South Wales Agriculture Minister, Dougald Saunders. He did say that the timber industry supplies a thousand jobs in northern New South Wales and thousands of jobs, associated jobs statewide. So he was more talking about, you know, protecting the industry for all the workers in that state. So, Rachel, it's incredibly political. It's led to these so-called koala wars in New South Wales, but it's an issue, of course, everywhere across the country. Can we save the koala from extinction if we keep logging land like we are now? It's, it's just a really tricky question mm. and it just depends on who you ask. I think it's going to take work on all the different levels, on the science level, tree planting, you know, helping the existing koalas that have chlamydia look at land clearing regulations, look at logging regulations. You know, it has to be a broad church of issues to fix their decline, I think. Otherwise, they will be gone from the wild by 2050. Rachel Brown is a reporter with Background Briefing. You can find her full investigation into the koala crisis on the ABC Listener. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.